Welcome to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. The process of grief I have found can mirror that of writing. It is surprising, trying, frustrating, daunting, terrifying, comforting, chastening, challenging, and at times heartening. Grief can provide fellowship with others interested in the experience. It brings out the best in us and at times the worst, if only because it is utterly human. It can feel inevitable, but it is so personal, so differently pitched for each, that it can reside across a great gulf. Yet poetry, like grief, can be the thing that bridges the gap between us, that brings us together and binds us. Good morning, Poetry Outlaws. That is another paragraph from the introduction to The Art of Losing Poems of Grief and Healing, edited by Kevin Young. And today I'm going to read a poem by that curmudgeonly and yet full of feeling librarian, Philip Larkin, called The Mower from the first section of this amazing anthology known as Reckoning. The Mower by Philip Larkin. The mower stalled twice. Kneeling, I found a hedgehog jammed up against the blades, killed. It had been in the long grass. I had seen it before and even fed it once. Now I had mauled its unobtrusive world unmendably. Burial was no help. Next morning I got up and it did not. The first day after a death, the new absence is always the same. We should be careful of each other. We should be kind while there is still time. So this absolutely beautiful piece is in 12 lines, three three three-line stanzas and ending with a couplet. It almost feels like a sonnet, though it's missing the 13th and 14th line, if you're going to be super traditional. Uh, It has an iambic pentameter feel to most lines and, uh, and scans thusly. It doesn't have end rhyme, except in the last two lines, which have the long assonantal I sounds of kind and time connecting those two together, the action and the uh, moment that we have to enact these um, beneficences within. Uh, He begins by describing a setting in which he is mowing and his mower stalls not just once but twice. So this signifies that he wasn't able to attend to the possibilities of something like another creature being caught in the blades immediately and initially. He had to have a second warning. And this is humans to a T. We can't seem to attend immediately. We need to have warning after warning after warning often. And even then, it's it's hard for us to take action against the possibility of another's death. He kneels as if he's going to pray, but instead he finds the other creature killed the hedgehog it had been just ambling about in its environment in the long grass uh he uses the verb jammed up against the blades to emphasize the violence of the hedgehog's death he uses um i phrases throughout 
uh, he found, I found, I had seen. Uh, he had fed it. Now I had mauled. These are the, the most sonorous lines here in the second stanza. I had mauled its unobtrusive world unmendably. So we have the, the resonance of the maul and mend and the ob and the or in obtrusive and world. And that the, the texture of this line uh, really enhances that feeling that he is guilty, he should be ashamed. He is, he knows he's, you know, culpable. And that this hedgehog who we even had a bond with where, you know, he fed it, he had advanced towards it in, in care and, and kindness as he admonishes at the end that humans should be and do. But yet he had still killed it. He had still slain it from his carelessness and his inner lack of kindness because he hadn't been as particular and as deliberate in the world as he wanted to be. And then he says burial was no help. Well, this is just something he had to do. It is not something that ended the process of grieving and feeling um, shame and guilt. And he he has a colon there, which is interesting because you know, the next line is a complete sentence. Next morning I got up and it did not. So without the semicolon there, you don't have the connection between these statements. You have the sense that, you know, one emerges from the other, but they are not equivalently strong um, and separate and individual. Uh, There is a sense that the world has become somewhat unhinged at the center of the poem and at the core of his life. Um, There's no justice here. He gets up, the hedgehog doesn't, and meanwhile the hedgehog couldn't have killed him and he killed the hedgehog. And then he, you know, he basically says that, you know, regardless of whether it's a human or animal or, you know, a relationship, there's the sense that right after that death occurs, the absence of the being that was in the world is always the same in the sense that there's there's a void, there's a gap, there's a question, there's that acknowledgement that uh, the world is different now. And then he has a semicolon where he says, we should be careful of each other, we should be kind while there is still time. So this admonishment or this, you know, um, ordering um, this maxim that we should be more uh, attentive, more uh, wary, uh, more beneficent, more um, emotively engaged with the world instead of rushing through trying to get every task accomplished as efficiently as we can and forgetting that there are other beings that exist with us and when they die through our omissions or our commissions, their absence will be uh, a rupturing in the um, sense that we need to have of our wholeness and our connection to the remainder of the species on this planet. The Mower by Philip Larkin. The mower stalled twice. Kneeling, I found a hedgehog jammed up against the blades, killed. It had been in the long grass. I had seen it before and even fed it once. Now I had mauled its unobtrusive world unmendably. Burial was no help. Next morning I got up and it did not. 
The first day after a death, the new absence is always the same. We should be careful of each other. We should be kind while there is still time. You've been listening to Miss Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.